This is Pat Solver with The Dr. Ways In, and I have joining me today, Rasu Stresta. Did I get it right? You did, Pat. Thank you. Excellent. And uh, we're going to talk today with Rasu, who is the, he's a physician, first of all, a radiologist, and he's got an MBA, and he's the chief innovation officer at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center and also an executive vice president. So you're, I guess, kind of in the C-suite. That's great. Uh, so Rasu, what we wanted to start with is to have you describe for us, what is your role at UPMC? What does a chief innovation officer do? It's a relatively new position. Um, and how does innovations fit into the overall business strategy for UPMC? Yeah, absolutely, Pat. Um, so yes, I would agree that the title, uh, as we're seeing it in the industry right now, is fairly new. But I'd argue that what we're doing at UPMC in the space of innovation isn't new. We've been an innovative organization for a long time now. We've um, uh, you know, pushed the boundaries of medicine and science and technology. We've created companies. Um, what's interesting, however, is the way that we've organized ourselves in the last several years in really... Um, positioning innovation as a strategic imperative for us at UPMC. So UPMC is this payer, provider, yin and yang of an, uh, I mean, I call it, an, we call it an integrated delivery financial system. And innovation is really important for us, not just for the day-to-day -day of what we do in terms of um, clinical and operational aspects of running a health system like ours, but really in reinventing the future of healthcare. So we're putting all of our chips into this innovation bucket and saying, all right, how do we capitalize on the living lab, that is UPMC, and put a force field around these pain points, these clinical unmet needs, these operational challenges that we know exist as a payer provider system that's really in the bleeding edge of these newer care models that we're formulating. And we're bringing in capital, right? So we're putting our money where our mouth is in, um, in these ideas that may come to us from clinicians, patients, entrepreneurs, or startups. We're birthing companies. We're leading series A, B type rounds into companies as well. But in doing all of this, what we're, what we're um, vehemently pushing for is not just innovation that we would continue to use to push our business models forward at UPMC, but also to create companies that we believe will continue to do really well in the marketplace. So that's really interesting. You're, you're actually, I guess, an accelerator as well as a healthcare delivery system. Did I get that right? Um, yeah. So we're, um, in many ways, all of the above and none of the above, right? So we're not just a standalone accelerator or an incubator. Um, we are that. But in more ways than one, we um, have a keen business acumen that we bring to the forefront. Uh, and we marry that with strong academic and scientific rigor. Uh, but we bring in the discipline of human-centered design. We bring in the discipline of agile development methodologies. Um, I have a team here just in, at UPMC Enterprises, which is our innovation and entrepreneurship arm, of 250 individuals. So a lot of them are technologists, data scientists, engineers. So we're not just co-investing or putting our money where our mouth is, but we're also co-creating these solutions. So yes, yeah, so all of the above um, uh, and, and more perhaps. Well, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun, uh, and, and that's important because I'm sure that you're working very hard, um, because I have a sense that 
what you're doing at UPMC, uh, that there's a sense of urgency to move this needle faster than the way healthcare has innovated or, or, or tried to change in the past. Uh, what, what's, what's driving you and what's driving UPMC to move so fast? Now there's, um, there's no doubt a sense of urgency that, um, that we're not just putting into the actions that we're, um, we're uh, going after, but, but also um, the, you know, where we are in the industry, right? So if you look at, take a step back and look at the industry right now, I believe we're at the strategic inflection point in the industry. Uh, there are almost you know, three dynamics that are hitting us today in 2018 that um, weren't quite there some years back. So one is really around the wave of digitization. Right? So we're more digital today, we're more zeros and ones than we've ever had in the past, which is tremendous, but how do we capitalize on those zeros and ones? The other is um, really the, the movement from volume-based way of practicing healthcare to more of a value-based way of practicing healthcare. And today, as a payer and a provider system, this tightly integrated payer-provider system, we're living and breathing that on a day-in, day-out basis. In fact, we might, with the models that we have, uh, be a couple of years ahead of the marketplace. And then the third big wave is really around, you know, technology whose time has come, right? So whether it's around artificial intelligence and machine learning and analytics capabilities, we have today at our disposal technologies that weren't as mature even some years back. So how do we pull all of these components together, capitalize on the strategic inflection point, and with this sense of urgency, uh, create a future for healthcare that really sets the path forward for us, where we're not just replicating the, um, the analog culture with the digital tools that we've created in the last decade or more, but we're really rethinking the paradigm altogether. Well, again, uh, it sounds very exciting. And before we dive into a little bit about AI and this brave new world, I, I, I wanted to ask you about something that I've heard you talk about before, which is that there's an old world of healthcare, and that's the one I trained in, and then there's this brave new world. What, what exactly do you mean when you talk about this old world and this new world? Can you give us some examples? Absolutely, Pat. So, um, you know, we're challenging what healthcare is all about today, our notion, our understanding, our belief of healthcare. Uh, we believe that care processes in many ways have been really stuck in its ways, not just for the last couple of years, a couple of decades, perhaps even for centuries at a time. You know, this paternalistic approach to care that we've known healthcare to be, um, you know, we're questioning and saying, all right, you know, how much of that is really relevant moving forward where, you know, risk is shifting from the payers to the providers and to the consumers. You know, we're seeing a lot of leaning in from patients and consumers. They, they want to be part of the process, right? Um, how do we move from more of this paternalistic approach to care to more of a shared decision-making approach to care? How do we make sure that healthcare is moving away from the bricks and mortar hospitals to where uh, patients eat, work, live, and play, um, you know, well outside of, say, the 30-minute encounter that they might have with their PCPs? So moving from this old world of where we're designing for regulations to this new world of where we're designing for empowerment, empowering the clinician, empowering the patient or the consumer, you know, uh, moving from another example is really this notion of more of a application-centric environment that we've built in the last many years, you know, the EMR, the PAC system, 
this mobile app that we've uploaded into the app store, more of a person-centered approach to care. How do we make sure that we're able to not just add these bells and whistles to these technologies and these solutions, but really simplify healthcare, simplify the user experience, simplify uh, even the embrace of what it means to focus in, not just on, on surviving, but really thriving, right? So we're challenging the status quo. And then last but not least, I'll say, you know, in the last, say, two decades, um, we've really been doing digital. We've been saying, all right, you know, let's do digital. Let's move from paper and uh, film and, um, and analog to paperless and filmless and digital. But we're challenging that and saying it's not just about doing digital and replicating those analog workflows with digital tools, but it's really about being digital, meaning how do we look at information in ways that we've just not been able to in the analog world or in this digital 1.0 world of healthcare? How do we create nudges that are meaningful? How do we make sure that we're engaging patients and clinicians in the very design of the solutions that we're using? So that's really the new world, and we're really excited about um, you know not just creating the new world and utilizing it here at UPMC, but really then proliferating it at scale across the board. Well, I can tell how excited you are because I get really excited about this stuff too. And I'm really glad to see and hear you say that a lot of what's happening is about bringing the patients into the equation in a way that we have never done before and that these digital tools are allowing us to do. But sometimes when I when I talk to doctors, uh, they really aren't as excited as you and I are. They kind of like the way it was, uh, the way they were doing things in the past. And also, a common complaint is, how can you keep changing this stuff on me? I can barely keep up as it is. Uh, so there's a certain clinician rigidity to change. I'm, I'm wondering how you deal with that, in particular with your clinicians at UPMC. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And... Um... You know, the, uh, the stark contrast to that question, Pat, is you know, innovation in large parts is often all about change. So, so we think it's really important to um, manage change really well. Change management then becomes a really key ingredient to getting innovation right. And what's also really important for us, and this is something that we've been addressing head on at UPMC and UPMC Enterprises, which is really our innovation entrepreneurship arm, is as we work with our clinicians, as we work with our technologists, with our patients, we're first and foremost acknowledging the fact that there really is a culture clash in the pursuit of healthcare today. We've got clinicians like you and I who have been trained to go with the tried and tested and evidence-based guidelines and clinical best practices and protocols. And if it's and worked actually, before- And actually, before, excuse me, we've also, we were trained not to be the first one, at least I was, don't be the first one to try that new thing, that new medicine, that right. new device. Exactly right. Exactly. So if it's worked before, if, if it's work, do more of it, right? And, and here we are. We've got innovators and entrepreneurs and, and these startups on the other end. Um, and they're coming to us and saying, hey, here's this brand new way of doing things. Trust us. It'll work. So no wonder there's this clash that happens. And what we're trying to do at UPMC Enterprises and our approach to innovation is really to tackle this culture clash head on. And we're doing this by leveraging the principles, the ethos of human-centered design and design thinking, starting first with empathy, right? Engaging end users, clinicians, um, not just once a product is ready and you've you know, taken out an RFP and you're saying, hey, look, here's, a, here's this training that we'll provide you before a go-live event. 
we're engaging them before even a single line of code is written. We're engaging them as we're strategizing around these pain points that we're sensing and we're hearing. So engaging the end users in the very design of the, the solution, and then this iterative process, uh, the fail fast methodologies that we've created, the safe space that we've created, where we're able to really iterate, we're able to make mistakes, uh, but also take successes and fail those successes with this force field that we're providing around these specific efforts. That's how we're really trying to bring in the notion of human-centered design in addressing those um, those change management issues, making sure that we have buy-in because the product, the services, the solutions that we're creating, the innovations that we're pushing forward are really not innovations that are being pushed at our clinicians, but innovations that our clinicians have a strong thumbprint in creating. Well, that, that sounds really good. Um, and that may solve this resistance to change issue. But another thing that I've heard Doc say is, and not just doctors, because artificial intelligence is, is really being deployed across more than healthcare. It's being deployed everywhere. And the big concern about the advent of AI is, is geez, it's doing the job I used to do. And by the way, it might be doing the job I used to do even better than I used to do it. So in this brave new world, and we're gonna close with this, um, I wanna know how you address this issue of what, what I, the human clinician, am going to be doing once you've deployed all this cool stuff. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's a great question. And, and one that, um, especially as a radiologist by background, um, you know, our breed tends to ask more of today than ever before. You've got algorithms that are looking at pixel data and, and coming up with diagnosis um, perhaps even faster than I can as a human being. Um, so this question of, look, am I, uh, and is my, is my specialty uh, going to be irrelevant moving forward? And it's not just for radiologists, this is true for other clinicians across the board as well. It's a real question, and it's one that I think needs a, a level of contemplation. But the reality, and this is our perspective to AI and, and this pursuit of innovation marching on forward, is innovation, if done right, really will make technology invisible. Today, technology is more of an impediment to care. You know, we've got EMR screens, and we've got you know pop-ups, we've got these alerts, we've got all of these things that are buzzing left, right, and center, calling our attention. And technology, in large parts, as we're billing and documenting, and we still have our face to the, our backs to the patient, um, you know, it's it's become an impediment to care. So how do we use technology to enable better care? How do we use technology to make us better clinicians to augment the care that we're providing to perhaps humanize the care process, right? Bring out the most humanistic aspects of care that we absolutely can. So our view to AI is um, not AI as artificial intelligence, but AI as augmented intelligence, where these technologies can do the scut work, um, the hard work that, um, that human beings perhaps shouldn't spend too much time doing, um, and free up the time then for us as human beings, as clinicians, to connect with the patient, to empathize, to, to build trust to um, in, in, engage in shared decision-making, communication and collaboration, the, the most humanistic aspects to care, and, and, and leave the computers, the AI algorithms, the machine learning algorithms, really 
you know, crunch data at scales that our human mind absolutely just cannot do today, right? We might um, be bringing forward like two or three, maybe 10 data points as we're making a decision around a care pathway. Computers are able to look at thousands, millions of data points at any given point and come up with suggestions and recommendations. So getting to this new reality where we're really embracing this, um, this droid, you know, we're embracing the artificial intelligence and the algorithms at the other end. We're not afraid of them, but we're utilizing them in a way that really makes us better at, what, at, at the tasks at hand, but more importantly, accentuates the most humanistic aspect of the care that we should be providing to our patients, allowing for us to connect with our patients and consumers in ways that we've just not been able to do before. So that's really our view to how AI should really be tackled and how in this brave new world, the role of the human being will continue to evolve, but will just not go away. Well, I, I think that was very well said. And uh, what I love about what you said is that one of the things that doctors complain about, doctors complain about a lot of things, but one of the things that they complain about is that technology and the way that it's been implemented in the recent past has uh, disrupted the patient-doctor relationship. And what you're saying is, let's ha quit having doctors do the things that a machine could do and do the things that only a human can do. Empathize, think, right? Uh, and um, engage the patient. Yeah. Connect, right, exactly. So I want to thank you very much, Rasu, for joining us. And I want to thank you for all the work that you're doing on behalf of UPMC and on behalf of the doctors and patients of the world. And uh, I look forward to following the kinds of progress that you're making. So thank you. Thank you, Pat.